22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Okay, so before I begin this episode, I want to apologize to the listeners who have had to deal with our inconsistent schedule the past month. We've been trying to catch up on a few things here and there, so I wanted to thank you for being patient. But here's one thing to think about. At least we're better than, we're more on time than the DC movies. Welcome to a post-New York City Comic Con edition of, meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 114. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who demands more screen time, even though we're on a podcast that's audio. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I still don't understand why you wouldn't let me graft a laser cannon on your chest to crush those who disobey you. But I guess we're just two different people. <laughs> Professor Fonsworth. Of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and as always, in the opposite chair is the man who demands that he will find the good in every geek movie. But we love him anyway. RT Square, we're off the tech. You know, the other day I was sitting in my house and I was thinking, the first guy to ever use a fake mustache was probably very successful. <laughs> The shit you think up sometimes Cause dude. like you know No one would have think That's a fake mustache no. Who would have thought Like oh that guy's wearing A fake mustache What's a fake mustache you know No one's ever done it before You know what's funny I think about um like What what was it like For the person To get their first boob job Like would they Like the people think Like oh man Like that's not possible Or were they were thinking Wow she should have The second one done too <laughs> <laughs> Already we're starting Alright Hey so, that was a good one yeah, No no I didn't say it was bad It was actually good <laughs> So um today we're gonna be um, Taking a dive with Fox because Fox is trying to expand their mutant universe and talk about their new show, The Gifted. But before we even get to the quick news, which I know everybody's waiting for, we are all waiting for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to talk with the guys real quick about our experience at the New York City Comic Con this year. Um, so New York City Comic Con was a couple of weeks ago back, um, was it October 6th through the 8th? Yes. Yes. Um, and well, actually, the 5th through the 8th, wasn't it? Sure. Nobody counts Thursday. Wow, <laughs> I mean, dude, they don't, they don't even count Thursday. They, they, those well, tickets don't even sell out on Thursday. They were like, "Still tickets available." Well, yeah, I swear to God, <laughs> it's one of those. On days. Sunday, they were like, "We still have tickets for Thursday." <laughs> Anybody that takes the MTA to get anywhere in the city will give you a free. MTA is like nobody took our train, <laughs> buses, or anything. But you know what? Thursday wasn't so bad. Thursday, they had a couple of things that were pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. what I heard anyhow. And I mean, I ran into a couple of people that went and they enjoyed it. On Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, actually, shout out to Jazz. I know Jazz went and Jazz, and, Jazz and Frank. thoroughly enjoyed it. And Frank. Oh, shout out to Poon. Yeah. Oh, probably man. doesn't list. Probably you don't listen, whatever. Poon? His last name is Poon. Okay. Yeah. I it thought that was like a make, Makes for great jokes, swear to God. I, I can imagine. Yeah. I swear to God, I swear to God, like four times. Um, Mike, what was your take on, on the on the um, Comic-Con in a nutshell? Obviously, we've been through a bunch together. What was your take on this year's? It was fine. <laughs> it's a very small nutshell. <laughs> so the, the show didn't even crack, dude. I mean, um, definitely it was it was on us. I mean, I think I think I definitely uh, next year will at least try and attend one panel. I haven't attended a panel in a couple of years. I think that yeah. would have given me more uh, feel more fulfilled. Yeah, a little bit more fulfilling feel about being yeah. there, something like that. But otherwise, I mean, it was still it was fine. It, you know, as usual, it's you know we are the redheaded stepchild of Comic Con. By the time they. You know, you hear all the great stuff that comes out of San Diego and then it gets here and you're like, oh, there's the guy that was the third extra on the left in that one TV show that was only on for half a season. <laughs> you know? Damn. Hey, the whole cast of uh, Agents, Agents of the Shield. Shield. That was, was really cool. The whole cast was there. That was actually awesome. Oh, when we walked by yeah. on the Marvel the Marvel yeah. um, panel. Yeah. Not panel, the 
Oh, so Asians Marvel, yeah. yeah. But that yeah. was that actually was cool to see them all, even though of course we didn't get a chance to meet them because that costs money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see how Chloe Bennett couldn't take her eyes off of me? Um, yeah, yeah, because she kept saying, that's the guy, 500 yards. <laughs> <laughs> strike, strike, strike. <laughs> I mean, Ralph. Hey, at least she couldn't stop looking. Ralph, um, how did you find the con? I quite enjoyed it. I didn't like the fact that the first day, the lights in the Javits Center are like really weird and they hurt my eyes after a while. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So, like, at the end of the first day, my head was just killing me. But it was it was cool seeing all the costumes and all the yeah. different shots. That's always, always the fun part. And the fact that, I mean, my wife, shout out to Gigi, um, cosplayed a second year, and her costume came out better than I thought. Mike has been hearing me bitch about this for, like, two months, about this Batgirl costume. Yep. <laughs> I don't like talking to him normally. Hearing him bitch about it was really pissing me off. Yeah, man. And, and you know, despite all the uh, advice that I gave you and you just frankly ignored it, you know, it could have been better. Just what? saying. But but how did it look? Saying. How did it look? Huh? How did it look? It looked okay. It, okay. But, but if up. you had listened to me, it dude, when better? she was when she was side to side with that other bad girl from um the new fifty two background, right. I was like, wow, that that actually not that bad. Yeah, no. Just no. the color was a little bit off, mm-hmm. but I mean, I prefer the purple over the, that that bluish purple anyway. Yeah, either I like I said, it was it was good. It was a good costume. It was a good job. It was a, it was fun. It's always fun being out with uh you know with your crew and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, just a, need a little bit more, a little bit more excitement. You know, it'd be nice if some famous people besides Wendy Williams <laughs> show up and uh. Wendy Williams was there. Yeah, she was there as uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, that's right. I mean, oh. I didn't see her, but I saw that there was a tweet that she was there as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was cool. We also bumped into the guy from, um, we bumped into the, to, to Ming from, um, yes. Come uh, out of nowhere. We were just walking, walking the aisles and we just happened to, yeah. to, to say what's up. Yep. Got and my picture with him. Did he, re- he recognized you, right? Well, he said, hey, it sounds like he recognized me. I think he just does that Hollywood thing. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you bumped into me. And then it's like, you didn't get that bumped into me part. Yeah, because we didn't meet Ming when we went to the shop. No, he. We, we met the I, other guy. I, no, oh, I, you met, met, I he, met Ming before oh. with my wife. Oh, we okay. went to Hollywood Babylon and Ming was in the back. Oh, that's right. That's and right. G had bumped into him and then G and I were talking. Was to him. it like a year ago or two years ago? Two years ago. When they, yeah, he, he didn't remember you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll say this. I'll say this, though. Um. He liked me. He definitely liked my wife. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was holding on to her. No, no, no. He, no um, on Instagram, he said something like, um, she's, uh, she posted the picture up and he commented, hot. I was like, okay, if you, you think my wife's hot, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> if what it's a, good enough for me, it's good enough, enough for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now that we finished talking about the con. Oh, wait. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the cap is going into his own com- uh, cosplay design business. For those of you who want their own comic, uh, relax <laughs> costume designed by the cap, just uh, shoot us an email. Oh my god! <laughs> at uh, copdesigns dot com. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. That's right. Right. <laughs> Capdesigns dot com. All I'll say is this: before we go into the quick news, I'll say this: God bless those who can do cosplay and do it ha- um, handmade, not um, ordering a costume. Because I think that's cool, but you know. Like the fact of making your own things, yeah, it is difficult as hell. So I give them a lot of props. And wearing it for ten minutes—that's like really hard. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> that, that, that's a shout out to me, but that's okay because I don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, see, anyway, see, if nothing else. I haven't done cosplay, but you know, after seeing the cat make his attempt, I'll probably have to do it next year and just you know blow it out of the water so <laughs> casually and just be like, yeah, I just had to do it once to prove a point. <laughs> oh my god, you don't do cosplay outside of the bedroom. Well, you know. Whoa, whoa okay. <laughs> if, if I'm not getting any money for it, what's the point? <laughs> Speaking of not getting any money for it, let's move on to something we don't get money for also. Mike talking and us talking about geek stuff. We would be wealthy. <laughs> let's go to the quick news. 
And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Well, you know how this is going. Death. Oh, man. And it's what? been a while. So these are old deaths. So you already know. Them, these are I'm old deaths. Yeah. <laughs> so they're rotting? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> um, men's magazine and multimedia mogul Hugh Hefner died on September 27th. World renowned for the Playboy empire he began in 1953, Hefner was an advocate for sexual liberation and freedom of expression. He was a vocal fighter to protect America's First Amendment through fundraisers for animal rescue and fully supported legalizing same-sex marriage. Hefner's causes of death were listed as cardiac arrest, respiratory failure, sepsis, and an E. coli infection. All during sex. Yeah, seriously. Uh, He is interred beside Marilyn Monroe in a crypt at Westwood Memorial Park in Los Angeles. He had been quoted in 2009 saying, quote, spending an eternity next to Marilyn is an opportunity too sweet to pass up, end quote. Hugh Hefner was 91. Oh, my goodness. Is, is, is uh, she wearing Chanel number no. six in her grave? Uh, it's probably 666. I really don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Well, I'll say this. He was an innovator. He was somebody well beyond his time. He's kind of changed the industry of the way people looked at women, even if it might have been a misogynist kind of a view right. to a certain degree. But, I mean, he he changed the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And even changed the way, you know, like men look at the, it, it. He was just... A pioneer. Yeah, if it wasn't like for the him, there not. would have never been, uh, you know, black plastic bags on magazines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's true. Don't film. Don't thumb through my stuff. Buy it. <laughs> and you think comic book stores would learn that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, they only do it for like the special editions with like a you know holographic card in it. I remember when they did it for, for the death of Superman. I was so pissed. So, did you guys also read the magazine for the articles? Um, my father's actually God rest his soul. My father would make that that joke. I'm like, right, <laughs> but actually, it, it was true. When he, my father was of in course, the, it was my father was in the hospital, and it was the time that that cop, that New York City cop, was posing for Playboy. Or no, New York City was a cop. So I was like, right, what was his name? Her, her name. <laughs> wow. Um, I just remember that the fact that he had the, the issue, and I'm like, oh man. So when Dad had f- f- fell asleep at the hospital, I got to grab it. What my sister did was rip out all the nudes. So it was literally just the articles. So I know my father was pissed. <laughs> Pretty freaking funny. Well, I'm sure he didn't need his blood pressure raised in the hospital. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, the cover was blood pressure raising enough. That's not the story. <laughs> but wow, Hugh gone. All right. So yeah. any more deaths? Yep. Oh, shoot. All right. This is for the old heads out there. Game show host That's Monty right. Hall passed away on September 30th. What? Yes, yeah, he is old and still didn't know. I didn't Monty! Know. Born Monty Hopperin in Winnipeg, Manitoba on August 25th, 1921. Hall became a household name after the premiere of Let's Make a Deal in 1963, which he hosted until 1986. On August 24th, 1973, he received a star on Hollywood, Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Monty Hall died of heart failure at his home. He was 96. 96? Yeah. I, I don't mean to sound messed up. I thought Monty Hall passed away a little Oh, a while I did ago. too. When I ran across that, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean. I guess he really made a good deal. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We're taking you at 75. Let's make a deal. How many, <laughs> how many nickels do you have in your pocket there, devil? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ralph, are you familiar with any of his stuff? No. Really? Are you familiar with the game show at all, Let's Make a Deal? No. Oh, you're good. oddly enough though my sister and uh my oldest niece were both on let's make a deal um i think a year ago or maybe it was two years ago the the new let's make a deal obviously um who's the host now do we know uh it is somebody but i can't think of who it is but they were on the show yeah wait and and my niece actually got picked um, which niece uh aaron oh she got picked and uh 
I'm trying to. It was it was towards the end of of the of the uh, the episode, and it got cut. Oh, she was, yeah, she was talking about that. But I did see them in like in the audience. I sent them. I watched it on TV, so I sent them pictures, screen captures from my uh, TV. Oh, that's cool. I was like, there you are. That is cool. The only time I heard the name Monty Hall was in Eddie Murphy's movie The Golden Child. Okay. And he's making fun of the villain. And he's like, Monty, look, it's Monty Hall. Ah, just as funny as all of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who else we got that, that's gone? All right. Heartbreaking news for the man who loved the heartbreakers. Singer Tommy um, Tom Petty died on October 2nd. Mm-hmm. The former frontman of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers suffered cardiac arrest in his Malibu home, but could not be revived after being taken to the UCLA Medical Hospital. He died peacefully, surrounded by family, friends, and bandmates. Tom Petty was 66. So, 66, wow. Is, is that irony or something else? Uh, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> what do you mean by irony? Mont- uh, was it? The Heartbreakers, Piety and the Heartbreakers. Oh, and he suffered from cardiac arrest. Sorry, didn't fall, didn't didn't follow it that way. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed. (laughs) Sure. To not follow a joke. How many jokes you don't follow? Dad brain strikes again. Dad brain does not strike again. And now you all know what I deal with on a daily basis. (laughs) All right. So I mean, I don't want to just brush by Tom Petty. He was, you know, I mean, I love. That was good. I I love his music. Now, was was it as shocking as David Bowie? No, no I, I'm, I'm, I still am a huge Bowie fan, like huge, huge, huge. So it's like David Bowie and then 15 pegs later, yeah, lower. Something, yeah, something like that. You know, okay. There'd be a, a, quite a few people. I mean, Michael Jackson was way up there, you know. Yeah, but, 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 but Whitney Houston. But Petty was still, you know. Oh, yeah. No, no, he still had his place. Yeah, man. P.S. Did anybody see the, um, the movie This is 30? Oh, this is 40, sorry. No. This is 30, 40? No, this is 40. 30? Stop. Anyway, um, there's, there's, a, the, <clears throat> there's a kid that... um. Um, one of the parents starts to like, you know, talk to because the the, the, the kid is bullying um, their daughter, and the, he looks like a young Tom Petty. And the whole joke is the kid looks like a young Tom Petty, oh, wow. and the kid looks like when you see the kid, like, oh fuck, you're you're you're, you're, you're acting career screwed because <laughs> now they just labeled you, they typecast you as that. You'll do nothing else in the business unless your teeth go shorter and your nose changes. Well, now they can do a Tom Petty biopic. Yeah, but how long has got to wait for that? Alongside yeah. the uh, Elton John biopic. Yeah. yeah. Well, who else is dead? Uh, nobody. Oh my God, I feel so bad saying it that way. Nobody. Thank you for wishing more people to be dead. But I'm done with that segment. May I move on? You can move on. <laughs> Alrighty. If you saw the New Mutants trailer, and we know you did. Oh, fuck. The answer is yes. It looks like a horror film because it is a horror film. Director and co-writer Josh Boone has always said that his vision for this film and the rest of the trilogy will be more horror than standard superhero fare. In a recent interview with IGN, Boone stated, quote, we brought the New Mutants to Fox as a trilogy of films, really all based on that long run by Sienkiewicz, and kind of incorporates some stuff from later issues in the 80s. These are all going to be horror movies, and they'll all be their own distinct kind of horror movies. This is certainly the rubber reality supernatural horror movie. The next one will be a completely different kind of horror movie. Our take was just to uh, go examine the horror genre through comic book movies and make each one its own distinct sort of horror film, drawing from the big events that we love in comics, end quote. Now, what does any of this really mean? I don't know. Uh, but Boone did add that there will be more New Mutants and other X-Men Universe mutants added in future films. Specifically mentioned were Karma and Warlock, meaning they're not in the first film. Right. And if you're wondering, the New Mutant films are connected to the X-Men Universe that Fox has created. The New Mutants is due out in theaters April 13th, 2018. Kev... Sent us a text. Shout out to Big Kev, who's still in denial, thinking that I don't sound like him. But Bosch 
said it, I did, so it works. Um, you heard from him all the way from Egypt? <laughs> no. Oh, oh he, wasn't, he wasn't that far up the Nile? <laughs> I saw where you were going with that one. See, I saw that one. I saw that joke coming. Um, so be, be, um, when Kev sent it to, to, to the Meanwhile 22 cast, and he put that on there, I was like, wow. Yeah. So I, 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 it was something where I was like, this is, this is the New Mutants? I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Uh, yes, I'm gonna watch gosh. it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I hold me, hold. Bring a blanket. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that trailer. Wait, you, you haven't, haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Loser. Well, I feel like pausing when, the freaking podcast now to show him, but no. When Kev sent the text, I was busy at work because you know that thing that I do. Wait, you were work? busy at work really for once? Yeah. Get out of here. I know it's crazy. Like one day a year. <laughs> it was the busy day. Yeah. So I just. Completely forgot about it. All I'll say is this. It definitely has a total different feel. And I'll, I'll say one thing. Visually, it's like, wow. Like it's The, the images yeah. they use for the trailer. Now, mind you, I don't want to get like Mike, but Mike's right. It is a trailer. Relax. Calm down. But it, the look is just so different than what you've seen for any X. Yeah. Did you film. need a, a clean pair of underwear? That I was shocked by it. That's what threw me off. I'm like, okay. New music. Holy shit. <laughs> and shit in his pants. But more importantly, do you have a clean pair of underwear on now? <laughs> I try to. Yeah, that's, at least you try. I, I left with one. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm going back with one. <laughs> it never means that. Yeah. But so it's, it looks like good. It's, it's not easy being old. Shit. It, <laughs> it looks like the, the, this. This preview, if, if it's anything like the preview, the movie should be good. Yeah. Even with a corny name of a character like Demon Bear. Yeah. Well, yeah. It works. All right. What else we got? Demon Bear. That yep. just sounds like a, a really big, hairy gay guy. That could be. Demon? We haven't seen the movie yet. Name it Damien Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what else we got besides Damien Bear? I didn't know what happened to Batman's son. Oh. <laughs> All righty. Rats desert a sinking ship. Good actors desert DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Aww. Victor Garber, the CW's oldest co-superhero, is exiting the Legends at some point during its third season, which just began. Although no official end date has been given for Garber's departure, it has been reported that the smart half of Firestorm will be heading to Broadway to star in Hello, Dolly! with Bernadette Peters. Now, Franz Drama, who plays Jax, the face of the Firestorm fusion, might not notice as his pudgy appearance in the first episode of the new season looks like he's been fusing with cheesecake. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn. So Victor Garber might be gone at some point throughout the season. It's not a might. He will be. Yeah, they just haven't announced when that will be. I love Victor Garber. He's the only... When I run into people and we talk about Legends of Tomorrow, and of course we all give each other that other look like, uh, we watch it because it's a superhero show. Um... Everyone always goes, you know who the best actor is? And I just wait for him. Like, they're like, that old guy. I'm like, yep, Victor Garber. There's the only good actor He's on the so show. He's so good on that show. He, he gives a credibility, honestly. Yeah. I wonder uh, which uh, version of Firestorm are they going to go with now then? Well, True. Ronnie's already dead. So, yeah. I mean, all they have to do, I mean, the, the version that's currently there is the version, well, they, Jax never existed. Yeah. So, he replaced, which was odd, that they introduced... Who was the Jason, other guy? Jason Roche. Yes. Roche. Mm-hmm. They introduced him in um, in the series and then didn't, really, didn't use him. I didn't understand that. Like, it made no sense that they went with a completely different black guy. Maybe they went in knowing that they weren't going to have Victor Garbus for very long. I mean, not that he knew about Hello, Dolly... Back then, but knowing, okay, we have a limited time with this guy. We need a, a, a fail well, I mean, but th- What I mean is that it would have been... Um, it could have been Martin Stein with him. Since they already got rid of Ronnie. No, no, so, I understand. You know, I'm no, just no, saying, I, like, I didn't know no, why no, they didn't I, use that way. Well, I'm saying maybe, you know, they said, okay, well, let's have this in, in, in our back pocket. You know, right. instead of creating a character, I just, you know, we have somebody already right. developed 
and already with a background. I just can't see them doing a black on black firestorm though. Like black I, on yeah. black. I, mean, I mean, like you know, it's I, mean, always, right. I just can't imagine that. You know, it'd be cool if they do bring Ronnie back. I mean, could, I mean you can always do that because how how did he die? Didn't he kind of like he didn't? They didn't really say that he's dead. He just because what happened was at the end of Flash, when uh, when the vortex when the vortex right. opened up and right, Ronnie went to was. try to close it. He disappeared. Right. So he's still so until so he's he still possible, right? You know, and I mean, his so possibly, what show did he go to? Did he go to Ronnie? Ronnie, um, Robbie O'Mel. What show did he go to? To the what? To did the he 100? go to the one hundred? I have no idea. Did he? Wait, wait, what? Did he go to a show or did he come from a show to Flash? I forget what it was. Where was it kind of? Broke? I can't remember. He was on on the Tomorrow People. Okay, that's and what that it was. was. It got and that canceled. got canceled. Okay, yeah. so I don't know if he went anywhere else. So he's probably looking for a career. So, <laughs> well, he's he's been he's on a there's a Netflix movie called uh, The Babysitter. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but it's just a movie. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched it yet. But I do want to see it. Him and uh, Stephen Amell uh, co-produced and star in a movie called Code Eight. I want to say that okay. they are they crowdfunded to, to okay. make it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he's, he's doing good. He's all right. All right. All right. So I mean, they are cousins. So yeah. Like, well, so 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 soon we'll be seen by the Victor Garber. What other news? But if it, if they do do like a a Ronnie and a Jax, it'd be interesting if like every time they fuse is like one time it's Ronnie and then the other time it's Jax. Right. That that's something to be very. Well, interesting. it'd be interesting because also I mean, let's just go with America. I mean, like you know, he is the cute CW boy. Yeah. You know, like so it would be weird now if they kept Jax as the face of Firestorm. Right. You know, and that would add its own uh, issues. Issues with, with everything we're dealing with now. Yeah, with everything <coughs> going on. Whitewash. Now, yeah, I mean that would be. Well, actually, it wouldn't be whitewashing because Firestorm was always white. It, but it would just be suddenly. So now the black guy can't be the face of Firestorm right, because yeah. you've got a cute white guy. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Yeah. So anyhow. anyhow. Or, or what if they do a thing where they're both Firestorm at the same time? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> no, I mean, or what if? <laughs> no, I mean, or they may actually they could really. Um, I mean, it would suck for um, Fry's drama, but I mean, they could actually just do away with both of them and have somehow. Let's just let's just say it's a death that kills uh, Professor Stein. That it kills both of them, but somehow the Matrix infects both Ronnie, who's gotten back, and Jason Roth, and oh. they and now they become the Firestorm. Okay. And now, since he hasn't been established as having been the black face of Firestorm, they can just go like, now Ronnie's the face of Firestorm because he was before. Yeah. You know. The black face of Firestorm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. On the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movies Turn, there was confusion about the Batman solo films placed in the DC Cinematic Universe. And now there is confusion about all the upcoming DC Cinematic Universe films and whether they will or won't interconnect. According to Jeff Johns and Diane Nelson, the DCEU movies will connect to each other but will not depend upon each other for story progression. Meanwhile, the Justice League will have its hands full proving that length doesn't equal satisfaction <laughs> as the ensemble movie comes in as the shortest film in the DCEU with a runtime of only 121 minutes. So, does allowing the fate of the DCEU to rest with the heart of individual filmmakers seem like a smart plan? Or does this sound like the corporate version of every man for himself? And will Justice League confirm that it isn't the size of the cape but the motion in Aquaman's ocean that will keep <laughs> audiences coming back for more? For the answer to these and other important questions, tune in next time as Kim Wan-un, Hacienda Falls nail salon mogul and former leader of North Korea's Pequeña Havana district, is handcuffed while yelling at agents from Homeland Security. When I said nuke the Chinese, I meant put the takeout in the microwave. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. So wait.
wait a minute before <laughs> right, we move on. So it does feel like it does definitely feel like every man for himself. Oh in yeah, DC I mean over that, that 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 whole like we're not really doing a whole hardcore interconnect. I'm like you can't control your people. I don't hear your bullshit. But I am really concerned about a two hour and one minute movie, which you know a good what eight minutes of that's going to be uh, credits at twelve. <laughs> you know, okay, twelve even. Um, you're bringing in people that we've literally seen. Mm-hmm introducing them in whatever manner giving us a story in under two hours i i'm calling bullshit on that i mean again i want to be wrong i don't want this to be a shitty movie but i'm calling bullshit on that (laughs) i guess we will find out very soon yeah in a couple of weeks yeah yeah that's a little scary right after thor right that's when it comes out is it right after or is it two weeks after i mean i don't know exactly how many i just know that hey siri when does the Justice League movie come out? And why do you have to yell at her? Which Justice League? God. <laughs> oh my God. Siri's like, fuck you for yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. I've never is seen this... Siri give a middle finger. So anyhow, let's, <laughs> let's not have a bunch of dead air waiting for Siri. Let's yes, move on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all I'll say is, wow. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I hope that, you know, DC writes its ship, but it does look like it's turning out to be a shit that's show. That's just frightening. Yeah. Again. Yeah. What else you got, Mike? I got nothing else. Oh, that's it? That's the only that quick news? Oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. That was great. <laughs> uh, Ralph? Uh, nope. Nothing no, for me. Of course, because he's looking at Siri right now. Because <laughs> she gave him the wrong answer. Siri is a lot hotter than you are. Wow. Yeah. November 17th is the Justice League movie, and... Thor Ragnarok is November, is November 3rd. 3rd. Yeah, two weeks is what I thought. Good job. All right. All right. So let's move from um, that superhero franchise, which is a whole bunch of things in itself, and talk about a superhero franchise that, you know, has had a lot of problems. But we'll talk about the new show that they have on Fox. We've been, we're talking about the X-Men franchise. We're talking about Fox as the company. And we're talking about the show called The Gifted. And with the synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. And who are you? I be the cap. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> You know, your guys are wasting time for me to start talking again. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like we just left and we're coming back. <laughs> and the audience is thankful for all of that. <laughs> I'm not sure if thankful is the word that we'll go for, but okay, go You're ahead. You're trapped. You can't get away. There we go. T, that's the other T word. <laughs> all right. The Gifted is the latest X-Men-related property released by 20th Century Fox Television in, associated, I'm sorry, in association with Marvel Television. The 10-episode series revolves around ordinary parents with mutant children who are on the run from the government. The Gifted utilizes both canonical Marvel uh, comic characters as well as those created for television. The series was created by Matt Nix, who is best known for creating Burn Notice. So far, The Gifted has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 75% and a Metacritic score of 63 out of 100. Pretty decent. Not bad. All right, synopsis. As the real America is reeling from hate speech in politics and vocal resurgence of white supremacists in its streets... Fox Television reinvents the incestuous, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nazi children mm. of Baron von Strucker into lovable, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, upper-middle-class children hunted by a black man. Way to go, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren and Andy Strucker have the worst high school dance since Carrie. Soon, their entire family is on the run from Sentinel Services and being helped by an underground community of mutants led by Thunderbird and Polaris. It's a world where the X-Men exist, but for some reason, the X-Men are not around. Is Professor X still embarrassed about Apocalypse? Probably so. <laughs> All right. It's starring Stephen Moyer as Reed Strucker, Amy Acker as Caitlin Strucker, Sean Teal as Marcos Diaz, a.k.a. Eclipse, Natalie Allen Lynn as Lauren Strucker, 
Percy Hines White as Andy Strucker, Emma Dumont as Laura Dane, a.k.a. Polaris, Kobe Bell as Jace Turner, Jamie Chung as Clarice Fong, a.k.a. Blink, Blair Redford as John Proudstar, a.k.a. Thunderbird, Elena Satin as Dreamer, and Garrett Dillahunt as Roderick Campbell. All right, so let's talk about the gifted, but before we talk about the gifted, let's press that button that we we let's press that button that we paid so much money for. There you go. Use your words. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. He says it so well every time. And that spoiler button was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Stush. Oh, my God. It's like a Doctor Who stush. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking changed octaves and stuff. (laughs) All right. So let's go into it. The Gifted. Um... Was it me or when the first opening, not the credits, but the first five, ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. of the movie of the series, it felt like CW on roids? Like, just... I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, it was very, like, it was very postured-looking kind of... Um, our, our protagonists were looking, like, very, like, I am beautiful, and I am the, the hero of this movie. And it's like, oh my... And just the way they were looking at each other, very, like, kind of... What, what is the, the, the pose Ralph, Ralph always talks about? Um, the one that Luke Skywalker gives... Um, at the end of... Oh, the, the Zoolander look. There we go, yes. <laughs> I felt like for the first five minutes, because they're, they're, they're opening up with, you know, they're, they're on the run and they're trying to help out a mutant and all this other right. stuff. It's Magnum. It's the Magnum. Blue Magnum. Blue Magnum. Yeah, like that. That's what it is, yeah. So, Magnum. Every, every time he talks about that, I saw this. Did you feel that way too? Or was it just, it just struck me that way? I mean, it felt dramatic. I didn't, I didn't get the feeling I think that you're getting, but I mean, it was a very dramatic opening, but I thought it worked. I mean, it brought me into the story. You know, it, it, was it didn't really bring me in as much. I was like, oh, my God, this is like, like, so these beautiful people being so, like, you know, so serious. It felt like CW on roids. But, well, but you know, the, the thing is, it's, 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 and it's understandable. Obviously, you don't understand the pressures of being so beautiful. I do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm often hunted by, <laughs> by different agencies across America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, all right. I guess I don't understand. It's, it's why I'm able to use the handicap parking spaces hey, hey. because being beautiful can be a handicap. Mike, I, I have to ask, how do you talk while sucking your own dick? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> Easy. I've learned to talk out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and nice comeback. <laughs> okay, so you, so, you, so you felt like it was okay. I mean, yeah, yeah it, worked, it worked for me. Like I said, it wasn't like this was groundbreaking, but, I mean, it did bring me into the story right away as opposed to, uh, you know, um, maybe. Starting with the Struckers, maybe? Right. Instead of starting there, like, you know, it gave you a sense of like, okay, action, adventure. I want to see superpowers, you know, something like that. Go, go, go. Right. Jazz hands, jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you feel about uh, how they started off the series, uh, Ralph, in the first five, ten minutes? I thought it was a very interesting way to start it, you know. They introduced the main characters, and they show that not everything's perfect. You know? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Even though the, the, it, you get the impression of it looks like an ideal kind of world, but then you see what's actually happening behind the scenes. Right. right. It, what's interesting for me is, I, I guess as an ex-fan, I'm already trying to look for who's who. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, I know who that is. I know who that is. Meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> relax. Watch the entire episode, then make guesses. Just to clarify, Polaris is Magneto's daughter, right? Correct. Supposedly, and he changes his mind every time it comes up in comics. But yes, okay. yeah. As far as we know, still yes. I mean, he's no longer the child of the father of uh, of, of Quicksilver and, um, <laughs> and Scarlet Witch, but right. Uh, so we don't know. But yeah, he he keeps in the comics. He constantly lies to her. He's like, you know, at first 
He was like, I'm your father. Oh, I'm not your father. Oh, I am. Oh. It's really, it's like his mutant ability is just to dick with her. <laughs> he dicks with a lot of other people. Why not his daughter? Um, but he just sends her text. Father, not your father. <laughs> Pretty much. Daughter. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, they, and I mean, granted, they can always change their mind, but they, uh, because of the fact that this is supposedly related more or less um, in their, to their movie world in some kind of way, uh, that she is, even for the show, the daughter of Magneto. And I, granted, I don't know if she knows that already, though. No. You know, so that much we're not clear on. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and the, there are quite a few people. Like, if you're thinking Eclipse exists in the comics, he doesn't. That, okay. And, and now that... I mean, there, are, there is a character named Eclipse and but Mike in set, something else, but like... Mike set the alley-oop up for me yeah. to dunk it on home. Um, the question is, how do you guys feel about just made-for-series characters? Because it seems like... Once again, like I said, because as nerds, we look for, I know who that is, I know who that is, I know who that is. And then when you're like, I think I know, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like they should be using brand names, air quotes, brand name mutants? Or is it okay to create things? In my opinion, I think it's great if they create new characters. Okay. Because you need this sort of uh, breath of fresh air in in this kind of series. Because if you just use characters that everybody knows, but change their history a little bit, then everybody's just gonna be like, oh, we know who that guy is. Oh, they just made this and different. Then people are gonna nitpick on right. on the stuff that's different. Yeah. But if you create someone that people don't know about, they have nothing to nitpick about. Right. And also, you, point, you have point. more. You have more to go with. I mean, everybody knows that's listened to this podcast before. My favorite character on Smallville was Chloe. Yeah. Because she didn't exist, mm-hmm. and they could do. And as they did in the show, she they could do whatever they wanted to with her. Mm-hmm. They could make her mean, nice, or whatever. Whereas you know, Lana is like, oh, she has to kind of be this way because Clark has to kind. You know, everybody has their 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 things that they're stuck into. Right. Um. So I I don't mind them using uh, you know, brand new characters. Also, the nice part is that they use brand new characters and they do a sucky job of of creating them. Yeah. They can just get rid of them. Exactly. Again, there's, there's no loss. They can, no, just, no they can kill like, off the character at any moment. No one will be like, oh, I really like that character. Right. Yeah, it's just so funny because because the X-Men have such a long history in comic books that you have to really do your homework to know if they have or have not, you know. Um, Existed. Yeah. yeah. Like, for example, um, I remember during the during the series, um, the, the X-Men television series, I didn't know Morph was a guy. I thought right. Morph was a character they created for the car- the cartoon series. And, and I, somebody told me, no, 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 it's somebody that's actually existed in the comic books before. But not that morph. That morph was the chameleon, which was not the Spider-Man's chameleon. There was a guy back, there was, a, there was an old X-Men comic. I, I don't remember the number. I'll say it's in the 40s. It could even be before then. But it's, it's the, the, the cover is you see like a, in silhouette, you see the professor falling out of his chair because he's dying. It's like the, the death of Professor X. It's not a dream. It's not a hoax. Da, 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 da. It turned out like, I mean, then, you know, he was dead. Then it turned out that what had happened is he had talked this mutant into impersonating him. The mutant itself was already dying. So oh. it, it took the... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just turned out, obviously, the professor didn't die. But yeah. and, and I guess, I mean, I, I don't mind new characters. I guess just the whole thing is because it's such a long history, you get, I get, I guess, sometimes so caught up in looking for, who is that? Is that somebody I know? And, and, and you talked about Baron Von Strucker. You know, that's the Strucker name. Right. Does that actually exist in the comic books where... Strucker's family line deals with mutants, or is that something created? Well, there are mutants. The, 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 um, the Strucker twins, they're Fenris, that's right. their name. When they touch hands, they give off like this some kind of weird energy, um, that they're able to fire and kill people with stuff like that. But, like I said, I mean, they're you know, 
they are incestuous twins that are which I, Marvel has a thing about twins yeah. and incest. I don't know what the deal is with that. Well, it's not Marvel; it's the whoever writes it. Yeah, but it's Marvel has two Marvel. sets of incestuous twins. I mean, come on, how is that even possible? Most most people don't even have one incestuous twin in their comics, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, so Baron von Strucker, who is part of Hydra, which is Nazis, so don't get all technical with me. You know, it's you know it's the Nazis. Um, you know, they're his children. So like, it's just odd that of all the people that they chose, they chose the Struckers and didn't even use their names because they were like Andrea and Andy and Lauren no but I meant the actual Strucker twins I, I think they're like uh, I, I think they're Andrea and not Andrea I forget, there's something like that their name is very similar right um, but so it's really weird it's like well why did you choose the Struckers instead of just inventing some other characters a, a, a that have family. no like Nazi Andrea, you know, Andrea and Andreas yeah Andreas. You know, um, so like, you know, why would you use ones that have like that fall back to Nazi history in making them our protagonists of all things? That's just weird. Yeah. You know, they, they could have found anybody else or just made up names. I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. It's Fox. Oh, yeah. It's I, Fox. They really didn't put any thought to that. But but, but, let, but, but let's go back to like the, like the main theme of, of the first three episodes. Um how did you find the first episode of them find you know the Struckers you know going through the going through the um, the birth of their mutant abilities and the parents dealing with that? I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I actually kind of like, really enjoyed it. I thought, like I said, the, the first episode actually drew me in. I I, I liked them. I found the characters likable. Um, you know that should be and stuff like that. Um, I I thought it was very engaging. They said I was reading something that said that the father was actually they were going to write him to be very disinterested that his kids were being hunted really kind of disinterested in the family uh and his marriage and stuff but but they're like but then they realized that that would make him very unlikable and i'm like really it took you to actually write that down to realize that (laughs) (laughs) you know um oh fox yeah um no but yeah i i liked it i thought i mean yeah i thought it was um it was very contrived uh with the bullying that went to such a degree that the boy's powers comes out because of that. I thought that was, a, I felt very contrived. You know? Okay. Well, yeah. Um, you know, they've used that multiple yeah, yeah. times. I did like how, when the, the mother and the father are meeting with the principal and he's like, listen, all right, if you don't figure out what's going on with this bullying situation, I'm going to sue you so far that your blah, 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 whatever is going to feel it. And then this and this is like really intense. Yeah. I'm like, Holy shit. I wish yeah. I had a dad like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was nice because, you know, they're trying to address the idea of bullying and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, I guess the, the moral of the story was stop bullying. Otherwise, you're going to produce mutant children. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. But no, but I mean, I did like that they, they at least touched on that. I just, like I said, I just thought it, was, it felt contrived. Because, and then again, I'm not saying that there isn't some over-the-top bullying. I'm not saying that. We know that there's stuff that, you know, if you saw it on a film, would just be unbelievable because right. we, we hear the, the deaths that occur or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this one for TV. It just felt over the top. Like it's like you guys really had nothing else better to do. Like like you guys couldn't even get dates for the dance. And why did you go to the dance? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Just a bully, right? Just a bully, and and their bully you know target happened to be there. You know that kind of a thing. Well, he, they actually have business cards that say their names, and then it says bully, and it says we just love to bully. <laughs> If one of them had a hat on, I would just assume it was Bart Simpson's bullies. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't like the fact that they have not really defined exactly what Andy does. Like, I'm like, is he telekinetic? Yeah. yeah. Is he just warping? I mean, like, you know, they don't define what it is that he does. It's just he's he's this general power source of 
We don't know. Of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to make an educated guess, I would say some sort of uh, telekinesis. Some That's what of, I'm thinking, you know. Cause he, but he could be warping reality for all we know as well. You know? Warping well, reality. He, was, he, yeah. he did rip. Um, I think it's more of like a, a sort of like a push kind of a telekinesis. Because right. if you look at the the meters, when he pushed, oh, he, he, the meter, he pushed yeah. them like right. sideways and he just went to the side. And then the robots, he pushed them apart, right. essentially. And the door, he right. shattered the they, door they forward. They might say, like, they've had, like, psycho blasters and stuff like that. So that yeah. might be what he does. I mean, and it's fine. I just wish that they would, you know, you would, give they us would a define hint. it a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And then the sister, she says that she can move uh, the air around. She could also move water. But I she says, like, that, anything kind of more liquidy. Yeah. yeah. She, but it just, it's a lot harder, but it's easier with the air. But, you know, but the thing is, that still doesn't explain. It's like, so you move the air. Why is it bulletproof? That's, I mean, bullet. Well, it's not, but she, like, she could, like, condenses it. So it right. makes it hard. It, it's air. You, you do understand what you yeah. just said about condensing air. I'm like, yeah. it's air. It's Have you air. ever seen a bullet not go through the air? Yeah. You've seen a bullet not go through the air? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would challenge that one. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, so, again, it doesn't really make sense. Like, if she said that if she was somehow doing that and hardening or whatever, it's just it's, her powers, even though they tried to explain it, it became really vague. I'm like, you were almost better off not explaining. Like, like you're better off just us imagining that she's got like some kind of like invisible force shield powers right. or something like that. Because I'm like, you're gathering the air, which is well already there, right, and making it impenetrable. To <laughs> I don't understand how that works. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well. Well, are you a scientist, Mike? I, I All could, right, then. I could play one on TV, <laughs> but well, they would probably write me badly. Oh, my. Well, I mean, I mean, the one thing that is always the out as well, it's only been the third episode. Right. You know, you can always, you know, oh, yeah. um, fill in the blank later on, which sometimes comes off as a cop out. Sometimes it comes off as, you know, like, well, you know, good story writing. It'll develop later on. Keep you keep you, you know, tuned in and hopefully you'll, you'll find out later on. Yeah. Um, now, how, what do we think about Kobe Bell? Kobe Bell is Jace Turner. That's the man. That's the black guy that is <laughs> yeah. hunting them down. I, I was just going to say, what from, did you think about From Kobe? Bernard, is oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, like, what do we think? I mean, do we, I, like, I like him enough, but at the same time, I'm like, why are you so hard ass for these two kids? Like, are there no other mutants? You evidently have an, uh, uh, an outbreak of problems, but it seems like these two mutants well, I mean, mean it's mainly, everything. It's mainly due to the size of the destruction. I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, and I think also because if you're talking about what, what, what do they call them, Sentinel Services or what? Right. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're, they're probably a big company. There, you know, like just like the tech is tracked down on one case. And right. just, you know, we don't know how many other cases he has, but he's hard, he's harder for these people. I know, and, and it's also because they can lead him to the mutant underground. Right. Right. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that they that they made the, the whole Sentinel name and the fact that it was anti-mutant, mm-hmm. an actual agency. Well, that, that, that's I like kind that. Of cool. I kind of like that. I thought it was different. You know, I think also it, it can transition into something else. Or right. if they kept it the way it was, it, it worked fine. Right. You know, but the fact that the name is recognizable with being anti-mutant, mm-hmm. I, right. I thought it was great. Yeah. All right. Serious question. Really? Yeah. From you? I doubt it. I mean, me too. Go ahead. Are you expecting to see an actual Sentinel? No. Not 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 in the first couple of years. That's floor, for sure. floor plans. I, I I see them saying, "Well, we're we're working on something test," but they would never show it. I saying, you know, we're working on this, this kind of technology again, or we're trying to bring this back. But right, they, because again, it depends on it depends on how this fits in with the other X Men right. universe exactly. Because they could still say it's X like like Logan is X Men universe related, but it's definitely an alternate universe right, yeah. of X Men. So. We don't know, like, if the events of Days of Future Past have already occurred, right? You know, at all, or or the fact that he changed the past that that never happened anyway. You know, like we don't know what's happened. 
Um, but I would think that uh, that's probably like a season three kind of reveal if they make it that long or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, just the fact that they said the name of they, they definitely, you know, drew the nerds in. Yeah. Like, oh, we're keeping you here. We mentioned Sentinels. Oh, shit. We're part of Sentinel Services. What? You got Sentinels? No, we are the Sentinels. We are Sentinel Services. Yes. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, it, it was, I, I like the way that they make them into like a, a, a police force agency. Yeah. So I was actually very interested in that. What do we think of our mutants, our, our mutant underground people? We have Eclipse, we have Blink, we have um, Polaris, we have Dreamer, and we have Thunderbird. Right. Some of them are very close to their characters, like Polaris when she's in the shower. Spoilers, you know that she has the, the, the that she's hiding her green hair with dye. I thought that was really cool. Because when I first saw her, I'm like, why didn't they give her green hair? And then, I, but it didn't bother me. I was just like, oh. But then in the shower, when you see the dye running out, I was like, oh, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. All the women just looking at her like. But oh, it was also really weird though the way they looked at her. They looked at her like she was glow like like when you saw that you're like, okay, is something else weird going on? I'm like, it's just a bad I mean, it's just a loose dye, but they looked at her like, oh my god. Well, because <laughs> normally it would be the other way around where right. she has green hair right, and the right. green is coming off to reveal the black. But still, like again, there's a difference between like, oh look, and they were like mouth open, like <gasps> and I'm like, you've got a woman in the other cell that's got like cracked chalk skin. I'm like, this <laughs> really is just hair dye. Like, I'm not but getting your the, surprise. Also remember green the county, hair. Natural not, green hair. Also remember right. it's not a mutant jail, it's a county jail. Jail, so you right. know people are gonna react differently because you know the mutants aren't the um the majority the no. minority still there's a woman with pale right, yeah, skin yeah. and crap yeah, <laughs> yeah but they're used to her right <laughs> she, she's one of the okay ones as they would say wow i just feel very she, she's work, she's working for uh the mean bitch yeah but yeah. Now, how did we feel though um because we know that the x-men you know is a very loose because it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's, it's, it was originally created, even though all the X-Men were originally white, the whole point was to talk about minority issues by saying like, hey, for the most part, we all look like normal white kids in America, but <laughs> you hate us because there's something uh, that we're born with that we can't do anything about. And then eventually when the new X-Men came along and they were of all races and colors and stuff like that, it made it even more evident. Now, how do we feel though about now, it's still, I mean, because this show is not pulling any punches about like how oh, mutants are being, you know, pushed around by the police for no reason at all, you know, aren't getting jobs because they're just mutants. Blah, right. blah, blah. And in jail, black a black woman is attacking the mutants. I, so how do we feel? I mean, not that there's anything wrong, but just how do we feel about that flip? Do we feel that it was too, like, on the nose? Or did we feel uh, it was good, out I'll of be, place? I'll be honest with you, Mike. I was thinking about that, but I was thinking about, is it me being sensitive? Too overly sensitive. Right. With everything going on in the world and with everything going on in Hollywood and with everything going on with Fox and, and, and just everything. Just having that just having that portion of, of, of the story, having the the, 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 the the mean ringleader be a black woman, right, you know, beating on a white girl, especially with the whole Struckers being Lily White. Right. I it I think the contrast or or the similarities in that in this whole series was like it drew my attention. I, I, that's what I'll say. Right. I don't know what to think of it. I'll just yeah, say it's, it's fine, drawing my attention. Fine. So what you're saying is that a black woman can't be the ringleader in a jail? No, is that the, what no, it is? No, but uh, no, of you're course, sexist no. and racist? No, of course you can. I will slap you in your bald head. <laughs> of course you can. That's where all the black women are. No. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, why they got to be it again? Not that. No, but, but also, what's interesting, though, is also when you look at this, and again, I'm not, I'm not one of these conspiracies. I'm not believing that this was a plan. I'm, it can just be an accident, but it's once again in the, in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. Who hates? Who's who's full of hate and anger? Well, this black woman. Yeah. Out in the regular world, who's hunting the lily white mutants? A, a black guy. man. Yeah. It's like well, there's a lot of black people on it, the wrong side of the race relations. And, and I'll say in this. Thing, and I'll say to Mike's point, though it might not be a planned thing, it's 
not being aware of what you're doing and saying, wow, I just realized that th- these things are going on. And probably they're like, oh, well, nobody will look at it that way. Right. I can see producers and directors and writers going, oh, looking too deep into it. That's not what what, what we're trying right. to say. And, and, and like I said, it could just be an accident. It's just, it just seems an but unfortunate it, it's, accident. It's, it's very careless. Yeah. It's very careless. Yeah. That's what it is. It's interesting, though, when Polaris confronts her and then she says, well, why do you hate us? Is it Did one of us do that to your face and that's what it is? And you can tell that's what it was. Right. So it's just that, that hate that stems from it and yeah. just festers inside. And so she treats all of them like that. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like you, you definitely could have made, you know, you you've, you went out of your way to make the um, the mutants a little bit more um, um, diverse. Yeah. Right. Could have made the, the jail a little bit more diverse. Right. I mean, because it was like more, it was like mostly black with right. sprinkles of white right. girls. I like, mean, you know. which we all know is is wrong. I mean, it's jail, Latinos. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, now now, what do we think of though? Like, you know, it's like uh, the mutant underground. It's like. Eclipse, yeah. Thunderbird, yeah. Got Polaris, yeah. Dreamer, okay. <laughs> and a host of other mutants that don't seem to do shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, we've seen like the guy that cast the Fury Illusion. I'm not saying there aren't any, but what I'm saying, though, is that, think about it. I, I'm not, we're not going comic book level like where everyone like Magneto could lift a whole stadium, but they're like, the bad guys are coming. We've got to get everyone out of here. You have no other mutants out of all these people that can defend <laughs> themselves? <laughs> Who's the guy... That has like the white oh, eye like, with, and the crack He's got skin. the black skin and he's yeah. got a crack on, the, on one side of his face. Yeah, who's that guy? We don't know. I, I mean, know. I know. I don't know. And what's the deal with Thunderbird's rigid acting? Uh, we call that bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, there's no surprise. Um, I mean, I, I I'm trying to like him, but I'm like, you need to step up that acting. Is he really bit. unbreakable in the comics? No. No, no, no. no, Thunderbird was the reason why because he's it's oddly he's oddly enough he's playing John Proudstar who's the one that died in like his second mission. That's um, right <laughs> in the comics. Um, uh, John Proudstar, the reason he was so killable, and I don't mean as in like easy to kill. He was just killable because he was just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He he had tracking abilities, um, enhanced senses, and enhanced to a point strength. So basically, he was Wolverine, light. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. So when they killed him, you lost nothing from the team. Like he, he didn't commune with you know the Indian gods and get you know like he was just a lighter version Ay-ya, of Wolverine. Ay-ya, you know, yeah. Ay-ya. And it's funny, that, and it's funny that, that, that I think the actor said that he's glad that they stood away from stereotypical. Um, well, 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 from uh, Thunder um, Thunderbird's origin, like they're saying. Well, I guess he's. I mean, from what I've noticed, he's a little bit different from how right. he is in the comic. Well, he's a little bit different, but he's still. A tracker like all Native Americans. <laughs> You're like, really? Like, is that the way the X gene works? Well, you're Native American, so either you can grow feathers out of your head, or you're a tracker, or shoot an arrow, or you can shoot an arrow really well, or, or have long hair. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was just, it was or you just can really summon good. rain by dancing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough stereotypes. But, but, but I mean, it was just it's just one of those weird things. I'm like, so that's the way that works. Um, but I mean, otherwise, I want to like his character because he's you know he's the one we're supposed to like. Right. You know. But I'm like, you're also, I mean, Grant, we haven't, again, it's only been three episodes. We haven't gotten any of his, his backstory really um, at, right. well, at all. Um, but you're just like, you're just too wholesome. You know, yeah, like, too, too vanilla for yeah, you? Like, yeah, it's very vanilla. Yeah, I won't even say wholesome. It's just vanilla. Like, he's, it's almost like, well, we don't want to offend the Native Americans because they have no representation. So let's just make him a really nice guy. <laughs> you know. Nothing wrong here. Nothing to look here. Let's keep moving. <laughs> what do we think about Blink? Um, I like her. I, I, I all, every time I look at her, though, I keep thinking those contacts have to really be messing with you all they, because they feel like they're bigger than normal. Yeah, like, like yeah the green well, eyes. They made her eyes super large, her, her the pupil, and I'm like, they've got to be 
painful. <laughs> you know, the pupil or the iris? Um, the iris. The iris. Yeah. No. Yeah, the iris. The, the, the outer part. The yes. pupil is the black part. Okay, right, right. right. Yeah. I'm sorry, yes. But, but either way, it, they're, they're, they're larger than normal. Um, yeah. They cover a lot more. Yeah. And I do like her. I mean, you know, she's sassy, you know. She'll, I like I like that. I like the fact that she's Asian American and she's not sitting there, oh, I just love America. You know, like, I'm like, thank you. You're an American. Let's just keep it right. there. Um, but what I do find funny, and again, depending on what kind of the universe it goes, it's that she's blink. And even if James Proudstar is the Thunderbird in Age of Future Past, she, there's only one blink. Right. So, like, I'm like, so I guess, you know, black don't crack, but that Asian really don't crack. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, somehow way, I mean, not way, but even in the future, she looks the same age. Yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty much. Um, what did you guys, um, I don't know, what do you guys think? It's only been three episodes. How did you feel at the end of episode three? We, You know, like, with the, how it's gone along. How Do you feel like it's going in a good direction? Do you feel like, oh, they better turn things around quick? Or is there a storyline you're like, yeah, I wish they didn't touch that. They should leave that alone. Um, I mean, I am, I'm always leery when it comes down to babies in, no. in TV shows oh. in TV shows, because it's, it's bad enough with an established show when they suddenly give them a kid. Cause you're like, well, you know, you're just going to not be around that kid. And you're also going to yeah. age them also. Right. You know, and they always age like, you know, it's been, it's been one year, but somehow your kid's 10 years old, you know, because that helps the story along. Right. Um, the fact that, she, you know, Polaris is already pregnant. I'm like, you know, I mean, are they going to do the suffering, the loss of a child kind of a thing? You know, mm. maybe just because it's like, I can't imagine the show being bogged down with a baby next season if it's on. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. like, because now what are you really going to do? That just gets hard to tell stories. I mean, look at The Walking Dead. I mean, that oh, baby, Judith, yeah, yeah. You, know, um, you know, that baby just kind of pops up, but it doesn't really like, like Rick loves his kid. When that kid's on camera, <laughs> you know, like, but no one really seems to think about that kid other than when it's on camera, you know. Poor baby. <laughs> um, so I'm just kind of concerned about that. But um, but otherwise, I don't have a problem yet. At least, I mean, maybe you'll think of something that I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I, I don't have a problem yet with the storylines that are going on. Okay, so so, so everything with Reed, you're, you're okay with? Or everything with, That I can you know. think of. I mean, I did like the fact, at first I was worried that the whole mother's like, but the world's beautiful still, you know, like I like that by the third one. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> you know? um, and yeah, I, and I was concerned um, and also with the husband at first that he was just like going to be that guy that's just like, whatever it takes to save my family, fuck everybody else. And then yeah. you saw that he was like, nah, this is fucked up too. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, every, but- every time he talks, I just want to hear him say, Jessica. Yes. Yes. Who? Jessica. No, no father. Strucker. Suki. That's what you want to hear. I don't know what you're talking about. He's, he's, he was he's in True Blood. From, he's built from True Blood. I've never watched it. Oh. What? He, yeah. Oh, God. Well, in, he, in almost every episode, he was like, Jessica, come here. Jessica, Jessica. Oh. <laughs> um, what's her name from um, Daredevil, the one who plays Karen Page? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's, she's like... Um, oh, she's person. from True Blood. She's from yeah. True Blood. Oh, that's okay. why I love her. Oh, she was his, his prodigy. Oh, prodigy. I loved her in True prodigy. Blood. Oh, okay. So hot. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> I apologize. That, that was on air. That was great. Um, so what I was going to ask. Oh, yes. Um, anything else we wanted to add before? Oh, no. Let me ask you, Ralph. I'm sorry. What do you think? How, do you feel like with the first three episodes, things have progressed nicely? Or do you feel like is there's something they should kind of like watch out for? Or you want to see something continued? Well. We started off with a well. Fuck. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. I think they are doing very well progression-wise. Because, you know, there's, it's only been the first three episodes, so they're, they're going to come out with some big whoppers down, down the road. 
Yeah. So I just hope whatever it is is something good and it doesn't disinterest me from the series. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that I... Oh, and by the way, we didn't mention the uh, elephant in the room. Stan! Oh, that's right. Stan the man was in there. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> I forgot to mention he that. He made his cameo in the first episode. Yeah, I was like, like Stan on TV? You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was very happy to see that. I was like, all right, Stan's still getting work at 96. Yeah, something like that. I think it is 96. Or oh, man. Yeah, every time you say, hey, hey Siri. Kid. Oh, here we go. Uh, really? More Siri's dead like, just do how your damn show. How old is Stan Lee? He's 96. He's like, how old is your damn mama? He's 94. Stan Lee is 94. I know, I've already cleared that up. Thank you, Siri, for taking so long. <laughs> Goodbye, Siri. Now now, now we're going to need a fourth microphone for Siri. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I mean, I like it so far. I, I didn't think I was going to like it as much. Yeah. But I told you, you were surprised when I was like, oh, the first episode really drew me in. You were like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because really, Captain Critical, dude? You like, There's shows I that are great, it. and you're like, I like it, but you were like, oh, I kind of like them. I'm like, yeah. really? So I mean, hey, I mean, I'm I'm actually happy to say it, it looks good. Hopefully, it continues that way. Yeah. So, um, anything else before we talk about ratings and renaming the the series? I got nothing. Nothing. Neither. Neither. Right. So let's go to it. Renaming the series. I will go first. Gifted X Gene with a pinch of Abercrombie. That's what it felt to me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Mike. Uh, for the gifted, I call it special, short bus special. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Ralph. Gifted. Uh, we have powers, but do we really? I mean, come on. We hardly ever use them. It's like just a little bit of destruction here and there. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's a Ralph classic off the top of your head, right? Huh? No. It took months to think about that one. Months? Yeah, because we, yeah, we just talked about it last week that we were going to do the show. <laughs> All right. So let's go to it. Ratings for The Gifted on Fox. Ralph. I give it four... Out of five uh, Sentinels pulled apart. So eight out of ten. That's for our intern. That's for Joe the intern. Thanks for the conversion. (laughs) Those were like spider sentinel thingies pulled apart. I I like the way he's using the the, the air fingers, but we're an audio podcast. Yeah. (laughs) They can see it. They can visualize me pulling my hands apart. Can they? Can they? I saw it now. Oh, my God. And that previous scene just visualized me pulling my hands apart. His hands, not his cheeks. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Press the button, please. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that one. All right, I'll go next just to kind of get a transition going. Uh, I'm going to give it seven. Where the hell is Xavier when you need him out of ten? I mean, it just feels like with this world with everything going on, there's no other ex- mutant experts to help them out. Yeah. None. Well, they well, mentioned they, the X-Men and the Brotherhood. Yeah, so yeah, we know they exist, but we don't know where they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I don't know that we, but... we know that the Brotherhood are actually active because they say like, "What you wanted to go join the Brotherhood?" Right. Yeah, so we know that. But I'm like, give me a Forge, give yeah. me a Moira. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, maybe we'll hear something along that line because again, we don't know what kind of universe we're in. But yeah, that is yeah. a big question since we know the X Men existed or still exist. Why is it that they haven't been, you know, trying to help mutants at all? And right. There was and some I... event. What was that event that they were talking about? Which event? They said there was something that happened oh, that know. a lot of people got killed. I don't know. I know. I remember you talking about that. I don't. It, it's not an event that meant anything to me. Uh, right. Um, but I think they, that there will be an appearance of the Mutant Liberation Front. I think that's ah. kind of the idea. All right. But anyhow, um, I give this a seven and a half. Orange is the new X Men out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Orange is the new X-Men. 
You just killed dead air with that. Okay, <laughs> stop. Orange is the new X-Men. Okay. All right, so there you have it. The Gifted. Will we be gifted with a second season? Let's wait and find out. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. It's next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks, on the go. Now we're more gifted. Wow, you sound really clear on that. Yeah, yeah you practice. I always sound clear. What are you no, talking no, about? you don't. Always. Sometimes it sounds like you got a you got an appendage in your mouth. What appendage? That's because I can't always suck my own dick. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. Well done, Mike. <laughs> Way to bring it around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. But we rarely make it under a minute. We always try. I wonder one day we're going to do it and Gigi does it. That'll get me mad if she does it and you guys get it under a minute. I won't hear the end of it. All right, Mike. So next time Gigi's asking the questions, we're doing it under a minute. Okay, and now it's on Now it's on tape knowing that it's a fucking conspiracy. I didn't agree to anything. <laughs> Even if it's on tape, it ain't no conspiracy. Look at Trump. You know? he's wow. He's been caught red-handed on tape. And he's like, oh, no one cares. He's been caught orange-mouthed on tape. Yeah. Orange-mouthed <laughs> on tape. Sounds like he's... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had a really bad visual. All right. Ready, set, go. Do you think Fox has done better with the X-Men franchise than it has with its Gotham franchise? Ralph. Maybe. I mean, the X-Men... Oh, oh, you mean like X-Men in total? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> Mike. Uh, I say between Legion and the Gifted, the X-Men franchise is whipping the hot sauce out of Gotham's homicidal Batman wannabe. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> who would you? Who would have a better CW show? Zatanna or Lobo? Mike. Fishnets v cigars. Let's see. CW has never met an inner thigh it hasn't flaunted. Of course, though, they could combine Lobo's love of motorcycles along with Precious as Zatanna and call it Hogs and Heifers. Oh, Hogs and Heifers. Ralph. Well, if they do a Lobo show where it's only in space and he never comes to Earth to that point, yes. If not, then Zatanna. Okay. Being that it's going to be Halloween, which classic mo- uh, monster would fit in the Marvel or DC universe now? Frankenstein, the mummy, or a ghost story. Ralph? I can see a more updated Frankenstein. Time's up, but we'll continue. Say it again. I can see a more updated Frankenstein. A more work, updated Frankenstein? Working for, uh, I would have to say, Marvel. Okay, so you say Marvel, all right? And you say uh, 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 Frankenstein story, which they've done in X-Men. Right. They I have? Think, like five years ago. Oh. They, did, they did a Frankenstein story with... Um, well, I think I believe Mike was no, Mike wasn't reading it. Mike was like, "Why are you reading it?" No. <laughs> Mike. Um, well, DC has done a decent job with its anti-hero Frankenstein character. He's been around for years. 
Um, I think Marvel would do well with a ghost hero like suffering through undead angst or something like that. I could see that. Okay, yeah. All right. And, and before anybody goes, oh, but they, they already have those things. I understand that all the classic villains are in comic books now, but I was just wondering what it would be. Um, and the last question, give me one word for each, a pro and a con, that would describe this year's New York Comic Con. Ralph. So for pro, mm-hmm. awesome. And for con, smelly. <laughs> Wait, now you're saying it's smelly? It's always smelly. Yeah. But, you know, some deodorant would, you know, go a long way. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the free goodie bags they should give out. <laughs> they should put it with, you know, where you get the the lanyards for the passes? Deodorant. Just put deodorant right next to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here, just in case you need it. <laughs> Mike. I say for the pro, yearly. Because thank God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the con, as always, Deadpool. <laughs> oh my god really yep. at least did you see the parade of deadpools no yeah. I, I don't think they do it on saturday i think it's sundays are the parade is the parade of deadpool they usually they last year they did one every day oh really yeah uh, well thank god <laughs> thank god that's done at least we yeah. saw the imperial march yeah, yeah that's true yeah that was pretty cool yeah even though those, those people you know at least they weren't they like, fun what they weren't fun yeah yeah they're kind of dickish <laughs> yeah the other ones we've seen before yeah yeah oh definitely so were those Paid people by the convention, or were those actually people who got together? I don't think the convention ever paid. I don't think so. I think other organizations might pay uh, to be represented. You know, I don't. I, again, I could be wrong, but I don't think New York Comic Con itself pays for those things. Okay, because there was also a, a really elaborate bumblebee. Yeah, and I yeah. think that that was paid by someone. That had to some be. company. That, yeah, that that bumblebee was like straight up. That's a that's yeah. a. That's but yeah, but I don't. Right I mean, think about it. Like, you know, why would I pay for something where I already know I'm going to get creative people coming to me? You know, and they're if if the creative people have their own business cards, they're just selling themselves. So right. like, I get free, you know, cool stuff coming to my my event. I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, that's, you know. that's true. That's definitely true. I mean, I, I'll say this: if I had to add a one for each, um, I would say the pro would be. Um, just the gathering. I mean, I, I like the gathering of the geeks every year, and, and every year just gets more creative. But the, is it but magic? The gathering. I yeah, wish I could see the look I'm that. shooting in. <laughs> and the con. All right, for that scene, just picture incredible Shush. anger coming right, from the cat's face. Right. <laughs> but the con, I definitely feel like, is Artist Alley. Out of all of them, Artist Alley was a disappointment because it's also two words. <laughs> I said, I know it's two words. <laughs> Well, we're doing like a, like, like like a compound word, two words that that form one. Uh, word. I see. Yeah. Isn't yeah. disappointment one word? Hmm? Disappointment is one. No, word. it's one word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said artist alley. Oh, oh my bad. Yeah, I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> you're now talking. I know you, now I know how you feel, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a sec. You're talking? Yeah, I am. Well, well but yeah. Well, this mean, year it was a disappointment between the uh, the smaller size and the uh, the crowded, hot, humid space, the and room- the, and the lack of. I'm sorry. I mean, not to be picky, but the lack of people that I gave a damn about <laughs> being there. Yeah, it definitely felt like. It. But yeah, I, I think part of it was we didn't get to enjoy. It. I don't think because I think some people were there and we didn't want to get the chance to meet anybody. Because right. think about it, when we met the people, the artists last year, we stood around. We were able to sit in in the places, look at right. the work comfortably instead of having to browse by. It's harder to get yeah. to know an artist by just browsing by their work as opposed to really standing there looking at stuff, conjuring yeah. up a conversation, which you do very well. And, you know, we weren't able to do that kind of stuff. No, not at all. I mean, it's and, and it's not that they weren't talkative. I mean, the couple of people that, you know, we did engage with were fine. But it's just also, I think, well, I mean, we know. I mean, when, when the environment itself is uncomfortable, meaning it is humid and hot and stuff like that, 
everybody is just kind of on edge, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah. so it, it was just kind of like, I think people were a little bit more edge on edge than usual. And, and it seemed like, you know, even though the tables, it could just be my imagination. They probably are just as big as they normally were. But like I said, there's just fewer of them, but it just felt more crammed together. Yeah. So it just didn't feel like like you even wanted to kind of stop because you kind of felt like you were in someone's way immediately. Oh man, I got, I I mean, when we almost got trampled when we went down the first time, we went down yeah. the escalator and people weren't moving, so right. the escalator almost caused like a collapse. Yeah, and I'm I'm am yelling at the people. I'm like, move forward, move forward, move. <laughs> yeah, know? and people just don't don't get it. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too much into that, but hopefully, Comic Con, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but that'd be a great um um change for next year if you could like yeah. rethink the whole. Um, the whole artist alley thing. I know it's not; it's out of your control to a degree. Yeah, it'd be great. Right, and also if you're listening, you know that means that you probably really like us, and maybe you should give us some passes. <laughs> Hint. <Yes. laughs> Any shout outs before we go, gentlemen? I would like to shout out Joey Bags because he made Comic Con very funny. Wait, Joey Bags, aka Joey the Intern. The Intern. Yeah, okay, because he's not called Joey Bags anymore. Oh, you got, got rid of that name. Joey the Intern. <laughs> he was hilarious when we were in artist alley he's like just some people just stand there you know and they don't say move so i'm just here i'm just gonna move out of my way <laughs> yeah don't hang around him too long he'll get you arrested at some point <laughs> i'm his best friend i'll tell you that <laughs> it'd be funny though <laughs> getting arrested it'd be a funny story uh, yeah i'm not sure about that <laughs> mike um, well, I also want to shout out uh, Joe the intern, but negatively because I didn't get my iced latte. Decaf. <laughs> <laughs> decaf, don't forget. I got mine. <laughs> and it was delicious. Oh my God. Bastard. Um, <laughs> but as always, a shout out to my lovely niece in Kuwait. Hopefully things are still going well uh, to uh, uh, Cheryl. And uh, also, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh yeah, there's a, if a gentleman named Ramel is listening, um, you know, Welcome aboard. Hope this will be the first time you're listening. Uh, I ran into a friend of mine, and I'm telling him about the podcast. So you know, oh, fair listeners. That's right. Yeah. And uh, but going back to Cheryl, I still haven't received anything from the federal government, you know, for funding or telling us that we are now the official podcast, <laughs> podcast of the, of the U.S. Air Force. We need the Air Force crest, Cheryl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's mandatory. And if we could get like the planes like flying information overhead of the apartment, you know, while we're doing this. And just draw out our logo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, 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 the last thing we need is airplanes going by. I mean, we have problems with the freaking fire department coming by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I shout out the usual suspects, you know, shout out Ruben, who I haven't seen in a little bit, as you haven't, Mike. Yeah. Um, shout out to Big Curve, shout out to Joey, shout out to shout out to Johannes who um Said unofficially he'll be in New York next year. Wow, that'd he's gonna be come great. visit New York. So I told him, "Hey, look, we gotta get together. We'll figure it out." So definitely happy to hear about that. And um, obviously, anybody else who's listening who I didn't mention, my apologies. We're just getting back into in the role of things. Yeah. And so, if he's listening to your cousin uh, Philip, oh yeah, for joining us at the Comic Con. Philip ain't listening. He's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you hear this, Philip, I expect you to text me. <laughs> I don't see Abel texts me. You don't text me. <laughs> And the secret word for today is, he's just my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so if you say, he's just my cousin, we will get you a free, <laughs> meanwhile, 22 pages later t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't happening. Well, All well, you have to do is pay shipping and handling and manufacturing costs. That's it? Yeah. Shipping, <laughs> handling, and manufacturing costs. No, and, and I guess that's it. And for, for my time. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's it for the show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeking in. Is there a Rick sighting? Well, that's going to be next week, huh? Pickle Rick! Not that Rick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>